Hello everyone. I'm so glad to see you again. I'm glad you're joining me to um, help learn how to have perfect peace. You know, God wants us to have peace no matter what's going on in this world. Um, no matter what kind of circumstances we're in, he wants us to have peace. He wants us to be free from turmoil and fear and anxiety. He wants us to have perfect peace. So we've been talking about that. Uh, this is the third uh, third session that we're talking about perfect peace. You know, in Isaiah 26, uh, verse 3, in the New King James Version, it says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. So a person that keeps their mind on the Lord, who trusts in the Lord, will have perfect peace. It's a promise from the Bible. And, and another translation, the Amplified of Isaiah 26, 3 says, You will guard him and keep him in perfect peace, in constant peace, whose mind, both its inclinations and its character, is stayed on you, or fixed on you, or focused on you, because he commits himself to you, leans on you, and hopes confident, confidently in you. So when we lean on the Lord, when our thoughts are fixed on him, when we're, um, hope is in him, when we're confident in him, when our way is committed to the Lord, we will have perfect peace. It's a promise from the Bible. The Bible says that God will keep in perfect peace, perfect, perfect peace, when our, us, when our mind is focused on the Lord. So did you know that focusing on the, our mind on the Lord will build faith in us? It'll squeeze out anxiety and fear. It'll enable God to work on your behalf, on our behalf, as we see in uh, the scriptures that we just read. And it will give you peace. God loves us so much and wants us to have peace. And did you know he is so clear in the Bible in telling us how to have peace in our life, how not to be anxious or worried or fearful or full of turmoil. So the Bible says when we pray, give thanks, think upon the Lord and his promises and put his word into practice, we will have perfect peace. And God's peace will guard our hearts and our minds. Isn't that wonderful? We need that a lot in our lives. So let's look at Philippians 4.6. Philippians 4.6. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So we talked about that. Take everything to the Lord, your prayers, your petitions, your thanksgiving, and present them to the Lord. And the peace of God will just encompass your mind, will take care of all those worries and fears. And the Bible says it will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And then in verse 8, he's going to give you more, more things that we're supposed to be thinking about. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, Whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And whatever you have learned or received or heard or seen in me, put into practice, put it into practice, 
and the God of peace will be with you. So if you do these things, the God of peace will be with you. And I can't think of anything more uh, noble, true, right, pure, lovely, and admirable to think about besides the Lord. He's excellent. He's praiseworthy. So those are things that we can be thinking about the Lord. Last week, we talked about uh, three things we can think about the Lord that will give us peace. The first thing was that God does not change. The second is God is all-knowing. The third is that God is powerful. He's powerful. He's all-powerful. And today I'm going to share some more things uh, about the God who will keep us in perfect peace when we focus on him. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is that God is perfect. God is perfect. God is without flaw. He, He doesn't make mistakes. There's no flaws in his character. His word, his actions are his thoughts. He's completely and totally perfect. And isn't it wonderful to be privileged to serve such a perfect God? In Deuteronomy uh, 32.4, Deuteronomy 32.4, it says, He is the rock. His works are perfect and all his ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong, upright and just is he. So we see here that God is perfect. He doesn't do anything wrong. All of his ways are perfect, perfect and just. In 2 Samuel 22, verse 31, it says, As for God, his way is perfect. The words of word of the law is excuse me, the word of the Lord is flawless. He is a shield for all those who take refuge, refuge in him. So we see that God is perfect. His way is perfect, and his word is perfect. It's flawless, and we can depend upon him. We can rely upon him because he is perfect. Psalm 18, verse 30 says, As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the law... uh, This is quoting the same thing. (laughs) As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is flawless. And it's just repeating what 2 Samuel said. The word of the Lord is flawless. It's without fault. It's perfect. God is perfect. All his ways are perfect. So did you know what? Our God isn't a messed up God who makes mistakes and second guesses himself. And, and, you know, well, maybe I did something right. Maybe I did something wrong. No, our God is not messed up. He's not imperfect. He is a perfect God. And our mind can be perfect peace and perfect ease knowing that our God is perfect. He has the whole universe under control. He has the whole, our whole lives are in his hand and he is perfect. The second thing I want to tell you today is that God is personal. God's not some, you know, oh, just the man in the sky. He's not, you know, some people refer to nature as God or God as nature Uh, God isn't, you know, what some people just call fate, some impersonal and ambiguous kind of word or or being. Uh, He's not destiny. He's not, you know, just, you know, some vague higher power, you know, oh, a higher power did this or that. You know, he's a personal God. He's a real God. There is no other religion on the face of the earth that has a personal God. Our God is a personal God. And if you don't know him, he wants to be a personal God to you. God is personal in that he loves 
and cares for his creation. He loves and cares for people. And he longs to have you and all of mankind as part of his family. He wants to have fellowship with us. He answers our prayers. He loves us. And there's no other religion on the face of the earth that can say these things about their quote-unquote gods. God calls himself our father and Jesus our brother. He is personable. He is a pers- he, he's, uh, personal and he is a family man. He has a family. The children of God are his family. You know, an impersonal God does not judge sin or provide a way of redemption for the punishment of sin. But our personal God does that because he cares so much about him, about us. In Romans 5, 8, it says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God loves us so much that he would give his only son while we are just down on this earth sinning and not caring about, you know, walking right before the Lord. In that time, God loved us so much that he gave Jesus for us so that we could be forgiven and be part of his family. That's a personal God. You know, an impersonal God does not hear his or her followers. Uh, and the reason I said her is because some people have these gods that are, are female. An impersonal God does not hear his or her followers or answer their prayers. But our God, he hears our prayers and he answers them. And that's a personal God. In Matthew 18, 20, it says, For where two or three come together in my name, there am I with them. So God is so personal that when we pray, we, when we pray with other people, he says he's even going to be here with us. That is a personal God. That's an awesome personal God who loves us so much. And God is God loves us so much and he wants fellowship with us and he wants us to be with him so much that at the very end of the Bible it talks about God being with his people. It says in Revelation 21 verse 3, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, "Now the dwelling of God is with men." See, God is personal. God wants to be with his people. And he will live with them. God is going to live with us at the end of the ages. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. See how personal God is? He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. See our God is close and intimate and loving and and personal. Isn't that awesome? I'm so thankful for that. And one thing that's really neat is, is if a person here on this earth never had a close relationship with their earthly father, their heavenly father wants to be that close personal relationship. He wants to be a good, wonderful, uh, compassionate, Uh, father to you. 
And the next thing I want to talk about is that God is truth. God is truth. Why is this important? Because we can know that everything in the Bible, everything that the Bible tells us about God is true. There's no lies. There's no falsehood. There's no fakes. <laughs> you know, in our world, we're surrounded by falsehoods and misrepresentations and half-truths and full-on lies. There's, you know, we live around, among people trying to manipulate us, manipulate what we believe, uh, manipulate us to believe things that aren't true. You know, when I was... Uh, in nursing school, I took a, a, an English class at, at the uh, local college to fulfill a, a requirement that I needed. And it, uh, the English class just happened to focus on um, advertising <laughs> and how people are manipulated through ab advertising. And I was astonished at uh, the different, you know, if, if they want to make you think bad about somebody, they put up a bad picture, you know, a good picture for somebody they want you to think good of, just the wording that people use, the, the sleight, of, sleight of hand, so to speak, to get you to believe certain things and buy certain things, the color that they use, uh, colors that they use in advertising, the music that they use, it's all to manipulate you into believing something. And that's all around us today. Um, People are trying to manipulate you to believe things that aren't true. There's a famous quote that is believed to come from Hitler's propaganda minister. It says, if you tell a lie long enough, people will eventually begin to believe it. And, and I have seen that. I've seen that. And it's so sad. And that's what we have on this earth. But God, but God does not lie. You can count on that. You can count on that 100%. He is truth. His word is truth. He is faithful to keep all of his word and all of his promises. His very nature is truth. His very being is truth. In Numbers 23, 19, it says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? Well, the answer is no. Whatever he promises, whatever he speaks, is true and will come to pass. In 1 Samuel 15, 29, it says, He who is the glory of Israel does not lie or change his mind, for he is not a man that he should change his mind. You know, and you can see these scriptures about God being truth, that he does not lie. And then the Bible says that God hates lying lips. God absolutely, totally and completely hates it. Hates it when people lie. So when we think, you know, oh, they're just telling a white lie or they're telling a lie, it's funny, they're telling a lie, they need to tell a lie to make, you know, make people believe what they're doing. God hates that because he is truth. In John 14, verse 6, uh, it says, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So the Father is truth, Jesus is truth, the Holy Spirit is truth, God is truth, and he cannot lie. You know, there's nothing quite uh, uh, as wonderful as dealing with someone who tells the truth. 
whether it is a family member, an employee, an employer, a coworker, or someone who you hire to do a job, the news media, a politician, whatever, it is so wonderful, wonderful, wonderful to deal with someone who tells the truth. You know, someone who tells the truth to your face and someone who tells the truth behind your back. These people are far and few between. I've never come across anyone that's 100% truthful 100% of the time. But because God is truth, 100% of the time, you can count on him, you can rely on his word, and that should give you great and perfect peace. So today we've talked about that God is perfect, God is personal, and God is truth. So we keep our mind focused on God and all these wonderful things about God, and the Bible promises that we will have perfect peace. Isn't that awesome? So next week we're going to talk about some more wonderful things about God that will help us to focus our minds on Him help us to dwell on his wonderful promises, his nature, his attributes, the wonderful things about God that will that we can rest and relax in his loving arms and will give us peace. And if you've never uh, experienced God's peace, if you've never trusted in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I encourage you to do that today. Just uh, the Bible says we repent of our sins. That means that we're sorry for what we've done. We make a, a decision to turn our life in the opposite direction, place our faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and and uh, decide to follow him the rest of our days. And if you decide to do that, you will be so, so happy that you did. So uh, I encourage you to do that. If you do that, you would like us to pray with you. Just send us a Facebook message or an email or call us. All the information is on the video video description. So I want you to go out. I want you to have perfect peace and rest and not be in torment or fear. In Jesus' name, bye-bye.